Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Callender. Uh, got a lot to talk about. I'm not in the best of shape right now, but I'm going to soldier on through it because we've got big news to discuss. Uh, the Yankees and Marlins have uh, agreed to a trade in principle, according to multiple sources, for Giancarlo Stanton. So, needless to say, trading for the reigning NL MVP is huge news in any day in sports. But when it comes on the heels of Derek Jeter running the Marlins and then making a trade to his former ball club, there are plenty of people in baseball who are going to be crying foul over this one, uh, depending on uh, the assets involved. Because from the initial reports, it sounds as though the Yankees are not giving up any top assets and uh, it's uh, looking like it's going to be Starlin Castro who's going to be sent down to the Marlins after they just traded D. Gordon for what was a pretty light haul, to be honest. Even though Gordon had the PED suspension, uh, they still really didn't get much for him, and Gordon's going to be moving to center field anyway for the uh, the Mariners up in Seattle uh, because of Robbie Cano being at second. So uh, a lot going on with the Marlins. And, you know, it's a literal fire sale at this point uh, with uh, that franchise uh, because it looks as though uh, the ownership group there is not necessarily the most financially uh, equipped right now because of paying $1.2 billion for what was a lackluster franchise that lost their star pitcher and had a huge contract to their well, now former uh, uh, NL MVP, uh, but, uh, you know, it's quite a bit to digest at, at the moment. So, uh, uh, so just a little after 8.30 in the morning here, but uh, we're going to get to it because uh, this is something we got to talk about. So, on the scope of things, uh, here, here's where it lines up for the Yankees' perspective. Yes, uh, Stanton's in the middle of a 13-year, $325 million contract as it stands. So this is where Stanton's contract really hits the accelerator because uh, the initial years, uh, and this is where Jeffrey Loria is just su- was just such a scumbag owner. I can't say it. I mean, uh, I, 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 I give him credit because the man was a cheapskate, but he knows how to manipulate the system because... Stanton, I'll read out the numbers of Stanton's contract. Uh, 
2015, even though he signed that $325 million deal, uh, it was only uh, it was under $7 million for year one, $9 million year two, $14.5 million last this past season when he, uh, where he <laughs> hit, uh, hit 58 bombs. $14.5 million. Now he's going to be making 25 mil this season, and it's escalating to uh, 20, uh, 29 uh, million by 2021, and 32 million by 2023 when he's 34 years old. I mean, Gloria backloaded this contract so heavily that I mean, <laughs> the the mean years of when Stanton gets paid. Are going to be the uh, the years where Judge is going to be up for uh, huge uh, huge sums of money along with Sanchez. So uh, I mean those, but again that's down the road. But just to let you know, the bulk of that three hundred twenty five million has not been paid yet, uh, obviously. But uh, it's le- legit legit. We're going to be paying thirty million dollars a year for. Uh, uh, well, thir- over thirty million dollars a year for the remainder of the that contract, uh, if you average it out. But again, this is a strategy for the Yankees where uh, Hal Steinbrenner probably okayed this deal as long as the Yankees could stay under the luxury tax threshold, and uh, that threshold is one hundred ninety-five million. Now, most of the time, you'd be saying. The Yankees are almost always over the luxury tax threshold, but when you think about it, uh, the amount of contracts that came off the books recently for the Yankees, in terms of CC's de- uh, CC Sabathia's deal, uh, you had A-Rod's deal come off the books, uh, a lot of money came off the books in, in terms of Teixeira, so now the Yankees actually have a position to uh, keep under the luxury tax threshold, because they were... Uh, adjusted uh, uh, payroll, I believe, was about 170 million. Uh, so they can keep under the 195 with a couple other trades. So that's why uh, it's likely either Headley's going to the Marlins or Stolen Castro's going to the Marlins. Either way, someone's got to be the sacrificial lamb, and they would still have some cash left over that they can offer CC Sabathia the veterans minimum. Uh, you know, the plan was to get Shohei Otani uh, in the Bronx, but Otani uh, literally said that he wants to be on the West Coast and go to a slight, uh, smaller market. That market ended up being the Angels, which I'll get into it a little bit later. But uh, with this news for the Yankees, again, huge news. And if you uh, think it through logically, you have... I mean, as as uh, rock solid as the Astros lineup was this past year, the Yankees may have an even better slugging lineup next year because you combine the abilities of Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez in the middle of the lineup with the hitters that the Yankees have grooming up, and you have the formation of just an absolute murderous row of uh, lineup with very uh, few holes, if any. The only thing you can say is the Yankees are going to strike out a ton. But, again, they're going to see a ton of pitches. This is going to start stretching uh, the capacity of some of those uh, uh, statistical models I talked about uh, where you know, you're only allowed to see starting pitchers 
two times through the rotate uh two times through the order and then you're pulling them because of uh, of uh you're thinking it's going to be fatigue it's going to be tr- uh, testing those uh that logic because again I don't see too many starting pitchers lasting that long against a lineup that can feature those players. The question is, uh, as usually is the case with Stanton, can he stay healthy? Because he gets he's gotten banged up over the years quite often. Uh, some of it through no fault of his own, just because of getting hit by pitches. Uh, but other times, you know, he'll have a quad strain, he'll have a, a, a wrist uh, wrist injury. There are various nicks and bruises that tend to happen with Stanton. Uh, being the guy of his size, but think about it logically. He's 29 years old. He's in the prime of his career. This is about as good as it's going to get for the Yankees. And you know, if they want to go over the luxury tax threshold, there's always the option of being able to add on a Manny Machado in free agency. Speaking of which, uh, there are certain teams now that. At, in the in the in light of this trade, has to do some serious soul searching as to what they actually want to be, and that would be the Orioles, and it would be uh, the Blue Jays. Now, from the standpoint of Josh Donaldson, you have a brand new All Star. You got to figure out what you're going to do with him. If you if you are going to tell yourself that you're a contender, I mean. You you got you have to start thinking about trading Donaldson because how are you going to compete with the Yankees at this stage with what uh, just went down here? I mean you're you're not going to be able to compete with them payroll wise, and your farm system needs to actually bolster itself if you're go if you're going to uh, try to go the route of uh, using young players to keep up with uh, uh, the Yankees. So, if you're the Blue Jays, you have to make a serious consideration. If you're not trading Donaldson, then you need to add another bat. And the only bat that I can see that could make possibly make a difference for them would be if they try to make a trade for Andrew McCutcheon. And, again, that's no sure bet either. So, this is uh, this is something that they, they re- realistically, you have to start thinking of... Uh, what uh, what deals could actually uh, be done if you're the Blue Jays? Also, you got to figure out what's going on with uh, uh, the the Orioles because again, Baltimore's in the same boat. Uh, Machado's approaching final year deal. Uh, uh, Donaldson's approaching uh, free agency as well. So if uh, if you, if you're the Orioles and you got Machado. And you know Machado's going to get paid. And are you going to fork over that cash? Because you're going to be forking over Stanton money to keep Manny Machado. There's only... There, there is just no, there's no way of uh, slicing this nicely. Too many of these teams in the AL East are going to get crushed. Because you're facing uh, a Yankees lineup 18 times a year with the, un- uh, with the unbalanced schedule. I mean, I at, at the end of the day, you, you got to figure out the best way of putting out a competitive product that makes sense. But you know, are you going to pay top dollar for players if you know you can't compete uh, resource wise with the Yankees? Because again, the Yankees have a deeper farm system and they got a better lineup. That I mean, that's pretty much a case closed right there. So, what do you do if you are running? The O's 
and the Blue Jays? I don't have an easy answer, but it's almost to the degree where you almost have to concede the next three years to say, let, let the Yankees have their window and start rebuilding our farm system so that we can make the run in five years. Because as it stands right now, the only team that's going to give the Yankees trouble in the AL East is Boston. Because Boston, at least, if David uh, David Price can get himself back together, Boston has the pitching to at least give the Yankees some trouble. Uh, you know, they uh, again, this is contingent upon David Price be coming back to form next year and being able to support Chris Sale. But again, Boston has the youth. They got the hitting and pitching. So that would uh, in of itself lead to competition with the Yankees. But some of these other clubs in the AL East, I think it's time to fold up shop. I I, I just don't see, uh, barring injury, I don't see where these other teams have a shot of even competing with the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox. So, again, this might be one of those situations where you look at your most uh, – uh, valuable assets and just making a determination of what you can get for them to pl- start playing for the future because the present doesn't look so good right now. So other teams that uh, are kind of in the mix now because, you know, you're looking at what's going on, on the AL side. Stanton's out in the mix uh, after he already said no to the dot. I mean, sorry, uh, to the Giants and the uh, Cardinals. So both of those teams desperately need to add bats. Uh, you know, again, Andrew McCutcheon is going to be the hottest name on the trading block now. Uh, that stands out of the picture with the Yankees. There's just so much going on in Major League Baseball right now. And I don't really have an answer for some of these teams as to what they should do next. Uh, I know uh, in terms of the other New York fan uh, base, uh, the Mets fans are just looking at this season as a completely lost year. Uh, but I kind of disagree because the Mets are one of those teams that it is situated where if they don't go through the exact same injury foibles that they had this past season, which it would be kind of hard to duplicate how many injuries the Mets had last year. Uh, but if they if they even have a fraction less uh, in, uh, in terms of injuries, uh this upcoming year, the the Mets are going to win 80-plus games. I, I know their fans are skeptical that could actually happen, but I, I definitely uh, think it's it, it's almost a lock, uh, barring significant injury to their back line. So, uh, again, very interesting time period in MLB right now. Uh, you had Otani sign with the Angels, which caught some people off guard. I wasn't surprised by it because, again, out of all the AL teams, uh uh, the Angels had the best ballpark dynamic uh, for right-handed pitchers facing left-handed uh, hitters in terms of power numbers. So I can see that they're looking to establish him uh, as a pitcher uh, rather than trying to go uh, have him kind of be Babe Ruthian and do both jobs. Uh, he could probably take over uh, uh, some games uh, in the outfield as well. So you get him as a defensive substitution. But, uh, you know, it's a very it's a very curious time for Major League Baseball because you, you've got a number of teams that are talented. you got uh, uh, a breadth of just 
fresh new faces that uh, people in the game can enjoy, this is a really good time for uh, Major League Baseball. So even with this trade, this trade's going to get people buzzing because now the Yankees, you can fully declare them as the evil empire again. Uh, I mean, last year the, we had the moniker of the Baby Bombers. They had, uh, a, in the media, they were getting this kind of plucky vibe, which I always kind of found it to be a bit uh, uh, <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But the fact that you're now seeing a lineup with Stanton and Judge together, I just shake my head at that one. That, that, that's just that's just an embarrassment of riches in terms of uh, ju- uh, just what uh, goes on in terms of uh, the overall marketing dynamic, dynamic for baseball where you have uh, the two most uh, well-identified sluggers in the game hitting uh, uh, will most likely be back-to-back with Judge hitting the two-hole, standing in the three. Uh, I, I Again, I'm... It is a very good time to be a Yankees fan, but it's a good time to be a baseball fan because you have all the opportunities in the world to cheer against the Yankees this year uh, because of the players uh, they were able to add and will probably continue to add uh, as long as they can stay under the luxury tax. But uh, just very curious to see uh, what happens next in baseball because uh, we've already hit that stage where executives are making these decisions and just figuring out where to maneuver from here. So, that is uh, baseball in a nutshell in the, in the immediate term. Uh, still waiting on details for uh, the trade itself uh, uh, to the Yankees. Uh, b- uh, but, uh, again, this is a very interesting uh, time period uh, for baseball as a whole. And sports now, because now you're starting to see baseball take a little bit more of a foothold in terms of public interest and I definitely think uh, this news today moves the needle significantly so uh, keep in mind about what goes on there uh, also keep in mind let, let's see if the Marlins pick up any Stanton salary and if so how much uh, because it is heavily backloaded so should should be interesting given that Jeter was looking to pair down expenses uh, on the club and that certainly did it but uh, we'll see what else uh, uh, he has in store for uh, the employees and executives uh, there with that franchise so uh, gotta get into some of the other sports uh, in a bit Uh, so uh, right now uh, what I want to talk about was the UFC so uh, the news just came out uh, on Thursday that George St. Pierre was going to be dropping his middleweight title. Uh, And, you know, I'm not surprised by this because, again, St. Pierre was always a small fighter and he's not a true middleweight. Uh, I talked about this on the podcast before. He picked the fight with Michael Bisping because Bisping was the easiest middleweight he could match up against because Bisping's not a true power puncher. He's a technical uh, uh, fighter. Uh, but he's not a really uh, masterful uh, puncher or just a raw power kind of guy. So I thought GSP had a good shot in that matchup uh, uh, to at least hold his own against uh, Bisping compared to some of the others in the middleweight division that could actually bu- uh, bully George because of their uh, their own strength. As good as George is as a wrestler, 
you know, size is size. But um, this kind of sets up an interesting dynamic where St. Pierre may never fight again. Because I think St. Pierre is looking for a big money fight. And the big money fight in the UFC would be with Conor McGregor. And Conor has his own issues because Conor was uh, publicly challenged by Manny Pacquiao. Uh, the Pac-Man said that he reached out to uh, Conor McGregor for a potential fight date in April. Again, this is an interesting dynamic because Conor's still under an exclusive contract with the UFC, so... Uh, Connor would still have to speak with uh, Dana White and the UFC officials to get the clearance for a boxing match. He already made the hundred million dollars from the Mayweather fight, and he's—I'm sure—he spent quite a bit of money as well after that fight. But uh, as it stands, he still has to uh, manage uh, this situation, and for her part, uh, didn't nearly get enough. But the way I'm seeing it is the fact that uh, McGregor is holding out for what he can get in terms of a huge um, uh, huge fight promotion uh, and also uh, maximize the buy rates, which is what he learned from uh, uh, Mayweather, is the fact that, you know, it's all well and good if you're arguing or you're, or you're snapping at your opponent, getting into a physical altercation before the fight. But at the at the end of the day, it's about maximizing uh, your uh, pay per view re- revenue, and that's what that's what he does. He he does little things to agitate his opponents, and then agitate uh, and they agitate uh, uh, themselves. And also, uh, in terms of uh, just in general uh, uh, general sense, what Mayweather was able to do was. You know, stir the pot with the fan base, so you had people paying uh, paying to see him lose. So Connor's kind of doing the same thing, but I I'm not sure if he's going to fight in the UFC at this point right now because the fact that Pacquiao was willing to throw that out there shows that Pat, Manny's desperate to make this fight happen. But if you think about it from a literal sense, Connor can make a huge payday fighting Manny over any fight that he can get in the UFC. So. Again, I, I look at this and I'm saying, St. Pierre may not get that McGregor fight, so he may just retire at this point. I, uh, it's a very interesting dynamic there because a lot of people are trying to uh, get get in line uh, to uh, face Connor, and you know he's holding all the. It seems like he's holding uh, most of the cards. I mean, uh, the UFC has one or two they can play uh, to veto, but you know it just wouldn't be a smart business decision that you're going down. Uh, such a negative path with your star attraction. So, again, a fight with uh, Manny, don't think it would happen in April, but they could start building the program up uh, uh, between the two of them. So, uh, definitely let me know, and uh, we'll uh, we'll try to coordinate that. So, uh, uh, the other uh, piece of news that I wanted to get into was... A uh, little tidbit that I had read up on uh, just various uh, websites, but it looks like the state of New York has actually raided one of the largest online uh, football survivor pools uh, in the country. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, were not aware, uh, it was the 
Ron and Mike, uh, Ron and Mike's uh, football pool, uh, where they had multiple pools running, but the total tally of this particular football pool was over two and a half million uh, at stake to uh, the winner of the pool, just because of uh, it's a hundred dollar entry uh, type of pool. Uh, just got people all across the country uh, sending money into this, so. When you get a pool this large, I mean, guys are trying to do what they can to manage the money uh, and uh, not take a profit off of it. Because technically, uh, the issue is that it's not illegal running a pool as long as you're not doing, uh, if you're not doing a cut of the winnings. Uh, If you're not doing, uh, if you're not taking like administrative fees or something like that. So technically... Uh, if you're not doing that, then it's not illegal to run a pool. It's when you're doing, uh, saying that you uh, have your own expenses that aren't directly tied to a particular website. That's where they're citing. But realistically, this story is about money. You got millions of dollars there. Uh, the pools themselves uh, had over 20,000 entries alone. So, again, where, uh, you know, you have a lot of entries were in the $100 range, but they were also having some entries that was $200 for a second chance pool and then a high roller pool for $500 an entry. Again, the folks playing this, you know, they're look, they're they're putting up big money. And, you know, as part of it, uh, the, the feds are looking at this and they're saying, this is a great way of seizing money. And that's really what it comes down to. They're they're not necessarily uh, trying to like save any lives here. They're looking at this and they're saying, "Hey, these guys got a huge pool. If I break it up by uh, 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 freezing the assets and like uh, uh, sh- shutting this down outright, uh, you know, we 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 get ourselves a couple mil." And that's what they did. I, I mean, if uh, they're not going after every single pool, they're going after the big ones and. Uh, the New Jersey did this, I believe it was in Monmouth, uh, in Monmouth, uh, New Jersey, where they uh, stopped a poll where uh, it wasn't even over a million. I think it was only eight hundred thousand. But uh, you get my drift here. Uh, what they're looking at is essentially a revenue stream uh, for the state by seizing the funds, saying that it's an illegal gambling opportunity here. Which again is not in fact what's going on it's it's a survivor pool but you know the the the, the state department it, uh, i mean these these uh, these initial the these <laughs> these state officials are so shameless with their money grabs that i mean they're using everything they can to justify these search and seizures and you know i i just had a comment on that cuz as someone who Runs uh, fa- uh, fantasy uh, uh, fantasy pools. And it's just it's just a lot of work, and you're taking a lot of liability. And uh, you know, it's just it, it to me, it's infuriating because uh, again, you, now these guys are facing criminal charges for not actually doing anything criminal, but the feds are looking to grab the money. So of course, they have to charge these guys. As if they're actual criminals. Uh, it's just utterly ridiculous to me. But these are the times that we live in. So, 
Uh, I can get into the NFL, but I'm going to hold that off until a bit later uh, today where I go into the lines and start uh, talking about uh, the NFL news. Uh, Obviously, uh, got a bit of adjustments to make uh, for those of you in uh, uh, your season-long leagues that made the playoffs. Congratulations. Uh, Got a bit to talk about because uh, you have uh, the Gronk suspension in place. Uh, so there, there's uh, there's quite a bit of uh, shuffling going on in terms of substitutes that you would uh, most likely be doing for your tight end position and also uh, even for your wide, uh, some of you with wide receiver issues because of Juju Smith-Schuster being suspended. Uh, there There is, uh, there is uh, quite a bit going on. So I will uh, table it there. So uh, again, a big day for the Yankees. Uh, for other teams in baseball, not so much. Uh, I'd also say, uh, and I, I can get into that another point, Bryce Harper probably isn't that happy because uh, the Yankees were probably going to be one of his leverage spots So, uh, in terms of negotiating his deal. So uh, a lot going on, but uh, we'll uh, table it there and uh, uh, hope, uh, come back on later today so we can go, get into the NFL. So that's all for now, and have a good day, everyone. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll (laughs) I'll take giselle okay (laughs) is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 